You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me today, Justin Davis. Scoop. Dan Stapleton. Ahoy. Marty Sleva. Hey. Who has just returned from Japan. Yeah. Japan. I'm not jet lagged either. He was <laughs> sent on a very important mission yes. to find the coolest whiskey bar. In the and world, we did find it. let's ask him if he found it. Did you find Bar Hermit in Shinjuku? No, we didn't. So I know that was one of my missions, but we found another whiskey bar, uh, and its owner uh, was the producer of the first three Castlevania games. <laughs> and so uh, he told us a bunch of stories uh, about Kojima that I probably shouldn't share. Lovely stories. <laughs> Uh, viewers, we have a great show for you today. We're going to talk about The Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel Unlimited. We're going to cross the streams, talk about game streaming. Wait, but first, the you latest... never cross the streams, Damon. No, sometimes... You said that would be bad. We're well, going to we cross... Talking, are we talking about pee? Uh, <laughs> no. The latest, last-gen game uh, bundle to be remastered, brought to current-gen systems, is Borderlands, The Handsome Edition. Yeah. This is going to collect Borderlands 2 and Borderlands the pre-sequel. Notably not Borderlands 1. Nope. No. They will be $60 together, one pack, and they include all the downloadable content, which is, at least for yeah. uh, Borderlands 2, was a very substantial was a year's worth of amount. Yep. Yep. A lot of it was really good, too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and there's still content coming out for the pre-sequel. Mm -hmm. uh, that's out March 24th. Yeah. I, I really, really liked Borderlands 2, and I didn't play 
the pre-sequel, so I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. Yeah, pre-sequel came out that weird time. It came out like October, and we were all already, you know, playing Xbox One and Shadow PS4 of Mordor, for a year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so no one really wanted to go back and play something on 360 or PS3, so... I think it's fine. I know a lot of people have uh, a lot of people seem to become curmudgeons about these uh, remasterings and repackagings. I like it. I, I like it too. And I feel like all the curmudgeons always are like, "Well, they're all stupid, but man, if they had the, if there was a Mass Effect trilogy, I'd buy that right away." It's like, well, well everyone just wants to buy the game they want to buy. Yeah. I, in this, in a case like this, uh, I think it's, it's a little bit. It feels a little bit lazy just because they're not adding new content. They're not like these. These are basically <laughs> the uh, the Borderlands games that came out on PC. Like it looks yeah. the same as the PC version, although you can't even crank up the, the resolution as high. Like it's so it's not it's not even as good as the PC version. Time to way. Dan's right. time to PC talk. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in, let me tell you peasants how it is. <laughs> PC master race. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I, I kind of refer to this kind of, of remastering as remasturbation. Like it's not <laughs> it's not really adding is that a lot. What to crossing it. the streams is. <laughs> It's not. It's not really adding anything. It's gonna I get did, messy today. Yeah, I, it seems like it seems like this is the like. I don't know why they didn't just put uh, the pre sequel out on on new gen consoles in October because they wanted more money. Dan. But, but they would have had more money if they had if they put it out when their marketing was at its peak. Now that's it's just happening again. Uh, I mean, I do think sixty dollars for this like uh, Borderlands Two plus all its DLC, you know, it still costs a reasonable chunk of change right. on uh, on you know on Steam, for example, and same with pre sequels. So I think it's a reasonable You'll price. Get it cheaper though. Uh, if you wait for a sale, absolutely. Um, but this will go on sale too, so yeah. it's like, well, you know, that's not. What if it Apple's never Apple's goes on sale? <laughs> Ever? What if it goes up in price? <laughs> Did you happen to see the the crazy edition? I don't remember so what they're calling it. It's called the, the Claptrap in a Box yeah. edition. Comes with a remote control controlled claptrap. That's like giant, right? Like, yeah. isn't yeah. it pretty big? It's yeah. It's like I, I guess almost a life size claptrap. Well, he's not real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're only making five thousand of those, oh. and they are four hundred bucks. Do you think yeah. uh, like ten years from now there's going to be claptrap conventions where all the people who like how there's DeLorean conventions, all the people who bought these dumb claptrap things like get together like Poughkeepsie or something and yeah. drive their claptraps around? Yeah, and like two of them get married. There's a definitely. claptrap wedding. That they're spending. Definitely going to I want to go to a claptrap. They're wedding. spending four hundred bucks on them. They should have those next year. Yeah, <laughs> I'll buy. Uh, I I am planning on buying this pack, even though I played through probably twenty hours or I played through most of Borderlands Two um, on PC because I had to play solo on PC. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't have to, but everybody had moved on, and I was just sort of playing it on my own. So this new edition is going to come out. People like you, Damon, will be getting back into it. And you want to play? Yeah, we can be co-op buddies. Okay. okay. Uh, this got me thinking. What are other? I think we touched on this before, but we've never actually had the official <clears throat> talk. Get real. The other other remastered editions we want. There's an, one obvious answer: Mario Galaxy One and Two. Mario Galaxy Two. Just, yeah, I mean, yeah, just came out, but it's not, not remastered. It's not remastered That's true. at all. Yeah, no. that is unfortunate. Oh, that is. I'm sorry, computer. I never played the B-roll for Borderlands: The Handsome Edition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You had it ready to go. Clap traps is really sad. I had it ready to go. Just imagine you can play a little bit of it now. It, here, now is this? Uh, now we're playing a computer. Now I'm just computer. There's some play B-roll on the screen. Beep, boop, yeah. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. <laughs> now that anyway, I don't have I don't have B-roll of uh, Mario Galaxy One and Two, so we can just let this play while we talk about this. <laughs> the magic of B-roll. Well, what I what I think that that they should put out on new gen consoles is the original Crisis. Like that Ooh. that game uh, is is like it still looks fantastic on PC to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, it it came out on on 360 and PS3, but looked like garbage, uh, and yeah. you really kind of lose a lot of the, the majesty of Crisis. Majesty. Uh, yeah. Like that that is an amazing game in a lot of ways. Yeah. 
Um, you know, it, it kind of paved the way for Far Cry. Uh, the, the, well, Far Cry came before Crisis, but... but uh, for modern, later, for right. modern Far Cry. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it's, it's kind of the, the wide, not, not wide open, but wide lane uh, mm-hmm. first-person shooter. Lots of, lots of freedom, lots of interesting stealth. I still love that game. Um, what if there was a sitcom called Modern Far Cry? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it's about a bunch of sociopaths who murder each other. Yes. That would, um, be, a, that would be a good sitcom. I would play, I would like, because I played Far Cry on the consoles and that was kind of crappy. So I'd like to play it all pretty like the original Far Cry. Not oh, Far Cry. No, excuse me, uh, Crisis. Okay. Yeah. yeah, with a Y. Yeah, yeah, it's a <laughs> Y instead of an I. Um, Far Cry or for Crisis Two and Three. I can I can kind of do without those. Yeah, uh, I have a feeling by the end of the year we'll see an Uncharted bundle. Yeah, that uh, was going to be my one, two, other three. one. Uh, Probably with some maybe some sort of multiplayer beta for four. I hadn't thought about that, but that yeah. seems like an obvious choice. Um, one of the ones I would like to see, which we were talking about earlier, uh, a massive gap in. Uh, Sort of my gaming library uh, was Fallout Three and New Vegas. I just didn't play them. It was just at a weird time. Like I didn't play a ton of games the years those come out came out. So I would love if Three yeah. and New Vegas came out and they weren't all broken and weird. They yeah, that would be nice if they just. Like, I know what Dan's gonna say. Fixed what? No. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Curveball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mods would kind of do that. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think uh, like another one. I, I would. I would like to see. Um, I actually just forgot what it was, so I'm going to pass it to you. Uh, I would... <laughs> you, Madden you, 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 you 2011. <laughs> I'll think of it a second. No, I mean, I think, I think a Fallout... That's the... Like, I played Skyrim on PC, and yeah. I did play Fallout on consoles, but I own it on PC, and I sort of dabbled in that. And mm-hmm. if you have... You don't even need... Like, the games are old enough now that you don't even need some crazy supercomputer to run it in settings that are far beyond whatever you would have seen on consoles to begin with. So it's already sort of... Like, anything that's available on PC, the sort of majesty of an HD remake, for me, sure. is, like, a little bit lessened, even though I'm not, like, a crazy hardcore PC gamer. Like, yeah. But something like Uncharted or uh, or Mario Galaxy, like I said, like, that's the only way you're really going to get to see that in, you know, 1080p or, you know, sort of gorgeous graphics. What about Boom Blocks? Man, you're saying that as a joke. I'm not saying but that as a joke. I like Boom Incredible. Yeah. It's one of the. It's a really awesome game. Yeah. I still play it. They should make real life Boom Blocks. Uh, the um, other one I want to see. Those are Jingas. Oh. Jingas. No. Jongas? Not really the Jinjos. <laughs> I want to see a Gears of War collection that's like the Master Chief collection. Um, I, I could see us getting that. I actually, Marcus Phoenix collection. Yeah, but I want it to include four. <laughs> yeah. So uh, oh, I don't want to call it the. Judgment. Judgment. Excuse, yeah, the fourth one, um, yeah. the prequel. So I don't want to call it the Mar- Marcus Phoenix collection. Mario Phoenix. So I'd, I'd also like to see Half Life One and Two re- mm-hmm. and and the episodes remastered yeah. and like yep. uh, they, they actually the mod team actually redid Half Life One uh, in in mm-hmm. Source yeah. the Source Engine. Yeah. Uh, called it's called Black Mesa. You can download that for free. Is it, is it, st- is it still not finished? Though? I don't think it's it's still not finished. Though they were they were making noise like they're going to announce something soon. They're probably going to put out. Let's like, make some noise. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to finish Black Mesa, everybody. <laughs> The, the, only, the only part of, of it that wasn't out was like the, the last levels, which are like a, yeah, the alien levels, levels, which are yeah. kind of crappy. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. relatively. But but uh, I would I'd love to see those. Uh, you know, just get another a new coat yeah. of paint, and, and maybe Valve will do that themselves when the, when the new Source engine comes out. I really like. I mean, it's nice to get the updated HD graphics, and you know, all that be able to uh, have the functions of the PS4. You know, broadcast your gameplay and all that. But uh, I really, even though Master Chief Collection is broken, like the promise of that, like. Combining it all into like one, like all the multiplayer maps, all hundred multiplayer maps in one package, like something like that for Gears or like Call of Duty would be incredible. Yeah. Like, 
to be able to have all that in one unified package instead of just like like when they take that extra step instead of just like okay here's the three games again like that's when it turns into something really special. Although sure. when you're buying it uh, uh, digitally, it doesn't really matter anymore. Dibitally. Dibitally. Uh, that's not a real word. You got them dibital games. Although that's not a real word either. Yeah, dibital downloads. Marty, nothing was a real word until it was. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, was that what Billy Zane said in Titanic? Yeah. yeah. But when you've got the dibitals, you yeah. get, you've got you can you know it doesn't really matter if they're sold as a package or individually. But even still, for like matchmaking and stuff like that, like Gears multiplayer for me was like really special. That might be my favorite multiplayer experience ever, and to be able to have that all access to all those maps all unified in one like Master Chief Collection style package would get me really excited. If it worked. When it came if, out. If it worked <laughs> when it came out. couple I would like to see uh, Skyrim. Computer, Ooh. play B-roll. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love Skyrim. I spent so much time with it, but I never finished it. Uh, but this is one of the games I think they should tweak oh. a little bit and, and update and fix some of the problems. So yeah. I, I thought the, the loot game was not satisfying. Uh, in Skyrim, and also there was, I, I kept encountering make- problems where you know you go into the dungeon, <laughs> I would become encumbered. I have to go back to town and sell my stuff, but every time I go back to town, the shop has the exact same amount of money. Yep. So it's like not a real economy. You had to wait a couple days. Yeah. yeah. They need to and make so that I had to like travel strong. to several different towns yeah. to sell all my stuff. And anyway, yeah. but I would love to. I would definitely play a, a remastered version of this. Yep. It's crazy how old Skyrim is. Like I, I don't think about it as being a game that's like three yeah. years old. You know, or more than that, right? <laughs> but, but it is. <laughs> but it is amazing. Yeah, that bear just got rocked. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the other one I would like to play again is uh, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, man. And include the Undead Nightmare in there. That's a good answer. Yeah, because never, that, that never came to PC even. No, it didn't. Yeah, famously never came to PC. Yeah. The, like, the whole game never came? Yeah, never, yep. never came. Wow, that's actually... That's like the only Rockstar game that... So have you played it? I have not played it. Oh, Dan! There's a horse. <laughs> you can whistle. He comes to you. Red yes. Dead's so good. It's good. I've heard good things. And the Undead Nightmare was just such a, such a cool idea. Yeah, one of my favorite pieces of DLC. Sure. Yeah, actually, I love the game. Actually, I wasn't wild about Undead Nightmare. Oh, you got sp- you get spooked easily. I thought I, no, it's not because I don't like spookies. Yeah. Uh, it's because everything is like melee focused. Like all the enemies run at you, and I felt it changed the gameplay. Like it's not hiding behind cover to shoot you know enemies sure. anymore. And um, I didn't like that feel as much as the base western. Sure, sure. But the mood of it was obviously incredible. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. <laughs> Another, in, another news item this week, Elder Scrolls Online finally got a release date on consoles, mm-hmm. and uh, they're finally ditching... And surprising no one. That <laughs> subscription model. <laughs> it's going free to play. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's called, it's actually just turning into, on, on consoles it's going to be called Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited, and then the PC version is just morphing into... Yeah, Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel Unlimited. Which which they do to, to try and get a new Metacritic page, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Worked for Ooh. Final Fantasy XIV. I they actually did. hadn't thought of that, but that's actually yeah. a really that's clever that's, that's of them. The, yeah, they, they did that with uh, Marvel Heroes. Like, oh, yeah. Marvel Heroes 2015. Uh, the cinematic trailer that's playing now is actually incredible, the new trailer yeah. for it. It looks yeah, really, really cool. Really I mean, it is cinematic, so who the heck knows what that means for like the gameplay, but in terms of setting the mood, like, it's great. I mean, so, I doubt the gameplay is going to change drastically? It's not like Realm Reborn, right? They're not like completely no, no. like scrapping the world. Right no, now. so here are, the, here, are, here are the deets. Deets? Yeah. Get them uh, deets. Comes to Dibble PS4 beats. and Xbox One on June 9th, but the <clears throat> PC version will be uh, updated to the new edition on March 17th. Oh, interesting. So we'll get it earlier. They're dropping the subscription fee, so it's just you buy it once, play it. 
Yeah, uh, but what's but on there is an Elder Scrolls Online Plus service, which will give you uh, full access to all downloadable content, a monthly allowance of crowns, which I'm told is an in-game currency, <laughs> and bonuses to your experience and gold. Yeah, I mean the thing with every free-to-play MMO is the devil's always in the details. Um, the you deets. know, the devil's always in them deets. The, the uh, deets. Like I think uh, I'm a huge fan of Lord of the Rings Online, and I'm a huge fan of how it handles its free-to-play. Like it's a game you can genuinely play for free, and the stuff that you do pay for, for the most part, is you know content. Like yeah. you know, you buy the expansion or buy a quest pack or buy whatever. But some games, like famously, I didn't play it, but uh, the Old Republic, yep. I think they've changed it since then. But when it first went free to play, like it was kind of awful. Like, well, they they limited like the ability to run. Yeah, they limited they limited a bunch of really stupid stuff yeah. that, that really really crippled you. They, they limited the number of, of inventory slots you could have. Yeah, so, uh, like some ability of that stuff's slots. pretty common. Like buy bag space is pretty common. Well, I, 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 I misspoke. They've limited the ability slots <laughs> on the UI. What if uh, in real life you were you couldn't run unless you had a certain amount of money? Well, if you were in a certain income bracket, it's kind of the, the other way around. If you're carrying too much money, you can't run very fast. Oh, it's <laughs> also true. kind of <laughs> well. Okay, I'm not going to make the joke I was going to make, but I'm glad. So that's what like I'm. I'm curious to see how you know the free to play in Elder Scrolls Online works because I am. Uh, I think I've talked about it on GameScoop many times. I like the game a lot. Yeah, you know, I was a big fan of it, and I only stopped playing because um, I don't know if I've mentioned I had a kid. <laughs> so as a father, I didn't have time for MMOs anymore. And really, I would have kept playing it if not for that. Um, Instead, you've just sunk hundreds of hours into Dragon Age. But- <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Only when the baby goes to bed. Yeah. Um, so I hope that uh, you know uh, Bethesda Online or the studio, um, is that what they're called? Zenimax. Zenimax, Zenimax Online um, is smart enough to say, <laughs> like, take the long view and say, look, we want to get people on our side. And uh, we want people to evangelize this game, so let's you know be pretty generous with the free to play model. Yeah, especially since it's you know free to play on consoles is not a super well explored space. Like there's DC Universe, but that's the, like this is a big deal. Like a AAA, huge budget, huge you know potentially, hopefully very polished, good MMO that's genuinely free to play. That you know. Uh, if you want to transact, you know, you get a bonus for $10 a month or whatever, but if you don't, you're not a second-class citizen. Like, that could be totally awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. So I hope they're doing it right. One, one thing I, I uh, got confirmation on from Bethesda is that there is going to be no cross-platform multiplayer, mm. uh, either, either between consoles or between consoles and PC. Yeah, not surprising, but disappointing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's something where, where, especially with a free-to-play game, where the player pool is kind of what keeps that game going. Yeah. Like, you need, yeah. you need a bunch of players in an MMO to, to make it interesting to play. You need that social aspect. The players are the content in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so, like, to have that segregated between three different populations mm-hmm. is, is kind of a downer. So the one thing I want to clarify is that some people have been comparing it to Guild Wars, where that's a game where you buy it and then it's genuinely free. Like there is stuff that you can like transact in the game, but uh, but really you just need to pay that once to buy the product and then it's free. And Elder Scrolls has been compared to that and it's not that. Uh, mm-hmm. It is more like a, what we consider a free-to-play game where you know you buy it then transact in an in-game store for you know content. So you still will have to buy it on console. You'll have to buy. No, no, no. It's more like Lord of the Rings Online, or okay. uh, you know, or or uh, Old Republic, um, based on what I understand. Although you know, the details are still forthcoming. Right. Wait, Elder Scrolls. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you, yeah, you, you, do, you have to purchase it. Like, yeah, you have to go you, to a store and purchase it. Yeah, you have it. to buy the game. Yeah, it's not free okay. to download. Yeah. Okay, so that is like Guild Wars then. Sure, but we don't know how much it's like Guild right. so like, I don't not, want people to be too so disappointed. Game, the game's not free to play. The game just no. doesn't have a subscription model. No, you buy it and buy to play. Right. It's going to be a hell of a lot of DLC. <laughs> it's a new, they're exploring a new model. Yeah, buy to play. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how, they, how it all shakes sure. out. Sure. Yeah, so, yeah, it's one of those things, I don't know, it's hard to articulate. So it is more like Guild Wars in that sense. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to be too overly confused. Yeah. And Guild Wars is pretty popular for having that model, yeah. so mm-hmm. uh, hopefully it will do just as well for, for yeah. Elder Scrolls. Game was great. I hope it has a second chance. That'll be right before E3. Like the week <laughs> before E3. Yeah. We're after Batman. Batman's yeah. that week. Batman. Batman's Batman. the week before, I think. Oh, the week before. Yeah, it's June 3rd. Yeah. It's my bir- or second. second. It's one of those days. Your birthday. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when my birthday is. <laughs> I have a lot of problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of free-to-play, Evolve. Ooh. Is not. <laughs> <laughs> Evolve is out February 10th. 10th? Yes. Uh, and apparently there is a, a game called Evolve Hunter's Quest coming to the App Store. What? This appeared on the App Store yesterday briefly before it was taken down. Wow. But not before people were able to grab the screenshots and the info. It is a free-to-play match three game. That's what wow. I was hoping for. There is a free-to-play match three game based on Evolve. Is that what's on? Coming to it. Yeah, this is just what one screen. I mean, it doesn't, you know, it's not terribly exciting. Oh, Markov. That's what, it's, that's what it'll look like on your phone. Uh, I just thought the choice of making a match three game was... Interesting. Yes. It's, it's, it's not like, hey, let's, let's just slap a skin uh, So on. a lot of games have companion apps now, right? Yeah. yeah. And this is like Evolve's companion app. That's what I was going to say. It's like, I, it's, it sounds a little bit more interesting than just a generic companion app to me. Like if it's actually trying to do game, like have a gameplay. It does, it does tie into the console and, and PC game where you can unlock art in the, in the full game. Okay. And you can also watch replays of your matches from a bird's eye view in the app. That's kind of cool. Like, if you get super into the competitive aspect of that game, that's kind of neat to be able to, like, do play-by-plays of your own... Uh, I'm assuming... Approach. I didn't see any internet chatter about this. I'm assuming people are making fun of it being a match-three game. Um, I have no problem with it because they totally work on mobile. Like, that's what people kind of want to play. Like, I, the play, Threes is my most played mobile game, like, puzzle games like that, so... Does that count as a match-three game? No, it's not match-three. It's match literally three, matching threes. Yeah. But, no, it's <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> it's not match-three, but I just mean, like, that style of game makes sense for mobile, so this doesn't offend my sensibilities at all. Destiny was not offended. <laughs> Sensibility still intact. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'd rather have it be that than like trying to shoehorn a first-person yep. experience. Like there, there was a, there was a pretty bad or so-so. It wasn't bad. It was mediocre uh, Borderlands mobile game that tried to be too much like Borderlands. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know, you should, probably should just do what makes more sense for the platform. Sure. Yeah. And I, I was actually a big fan of how Watch Dogs did it, have, having the the, uh, the the mobile app interact with the with the console and, mm-hmm. and PC by. Uh, having having an asymmetrical multiplayer game, where yeah. in, in that case uh, the, the the mobile player would would control uh, cops trying to stop you getting from point A to point B. Yeah, yep. that was a That's really cool. good idea. I think it'd be cool if uh, the compa- uh, the app for Evolve allowed a fi- uh, sixth person to sort of interact with the flora and fauna in a round that is currently going on. Yeah, like, like, uh, to, like, like the Hunger Games. To anger, to anger some of the animals in the environment during mm. a match mm. and then see if that you can just cause a ruckus. Yeah, you'd so be like the kinda, Hunger Games. Kind of wow, That style. was a really long delay yeah. from the time that... <laughs> I mean, it's the distance. It bounced off that wall. Got then, it. Yeah. It should be called yeah, Evolve. Like, causing a ruckus. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause with an apostrophe. <laughs> and cause is filled with a K. Yeah. yeah. Um... I just thought that was interesting news. Uh, Evolve, well, it'll, I'm curious to see how that is all going to play out. People were really hyped for that when it was unveiled, I guess, just last year, right? But, but now um, there's a lot of anger over, you know, getting back to, like, free-to-play stuff. There, there are a lot of yep. free-to-play-style microtransactions in there. In a $60 uh, game. Yeah, like, they've, yeah. they've pre-announced a, the whole slate of DLC coming, which is... You know, which is significant stuff like extra monsters. Yeah. Extra monsters, so you extra can hunters. Get if you pre-order it, or you have to yeah. pay 15 bucks if you don't. Yeah, yeah really that gross. stuff feels pretty gross. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
that's 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 going a little far. It's it's a shame to see them do that to to what looks like a really promising yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm sure like it's I'm sure that just the base game is going to be plenty fun. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's it's just it's a distraction, uh, and it ta- it takes away from from like the feel good. Like, hey, this game looks really good. Yeah. Uh, but oh wait, there's this other stuff I'm not getting. What am I missing out on? Instead of concentrating on, hey, this what I'm actually getting is good. Mm. Yeah. And I, I mean, some of this is uh, perception, uh, mm. maybe more so than reality. Like, uh, I believe Turtle Rock when, you know, and I know enough about how games are made that, you know, content gets locked and you go into QA and the discs have to go be pressed and then your team's just sitting there. Like, sometimes for a long time, like months, and that's when DLC happens. Like, this is, just because they announced, okay, we're doing this monster and this hunter and these maps, like, that's not content that could have just been on the disc, mm. but they're holding it back to make more money. Um, although that does happen sometimes too. But, uh, in this instance, when they say, look, no, like this is stuff that we're still working on, it's going to be available post-launch, like, I get it, but maybe wait until your game's out before you start revealing like, what people can expect. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it is a lot of that, that psychology of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if uh, this sort of PR uh, launch mess is the sixth monster? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it all turns into, you just turn into this rolling ball of, yeah. of mistakes. <laughs> I mean, it, it's on a case-by-case basis, because there have been games that sold you keys to unlock content that was already on your disc. And that's the worst. Like, there's nothing worse than this. But in the case of Turtle Rock, like, you know, Left 4 Dead, incredible. Like, yeah. they're a developer that I think has a good track record, and I'm inclined to, you know, in this instance, sort of take, you know, take their word. And, you know, for me, like I don't even care what's on the disc as long as what I get for the sixty bucks is good. Like sure. as long as that's a, a, as long as I don't play that and go like, hey, that was okay, but there should have like it just wasn't enough variety. Yeah. It got old really quick. Then like that, then that's a problem. Like if yeah. they're if they are you know sectioning stuff off, but if not, then then it's just a matter of perception. How long do rounds in evolve last? Um, the ones I played have been like maybe fifteen minutes yeah. tops. That's it's, like the whole like from start to finish. Yeah. yeah, I mean it depends. I've had rounds where the monsters crush us right away, and then I had other rounds that just went on forever. They do have a finite amount of time, though. Yeah, right. And and yeah, like it's the timed, right? yeah. yeah, once once the monster hits the third tier, like it's pretty much over. It's like if you let the monster get that far, you're in a lot of trouble. Cool. Don't tell me what I can't do. I'm gonna f- fight only third tier <laughs> monsters now. <laughs> Uh, all right, this week uh, Microsoft held an, a Windows 10 event, yep. which people were really interested in. I was surprised. Yep. <laughs> uh, one of the things they announced is that Xbox One will is gaining the ability to stream games to uh, Windows 10 PCs and tablets. Yeah. Yep. The PC master race was super jazzed about this <laughs> news. And it's, it's just, it's disappointing that Microsoft seems to be putting more effort into making uh, Windows PCs into accessories for Xbox Ones mm. than it is in making PC gaming a better, uh, PC, like Windows, a better platform for PC gaming. Um, I mean, they did add the ability to, uh, to uh, do kind of the, you know, Xbox record that kind of, kind of capture where it captures the last 30 seconds worth of game footage, which is nice. Um, yeah, there are already programs that do that, but it's kind of nice to have it baked in at the at the OS level so that everybody can do it and it's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, they did say in a Q&A that uh, they're looking into the streaming going the other direction. Mm-hmm. You know, streaming a PC game if you have an Xbox One, you know, using the Xbox One to broadcast that. I would be really shocked if they do that because that would basically be money in Valve's pocket. I mean, like, uh, I could, I, that, would, that would be opening up competition for playing games on mm-hmm. your Xbox One like I can buy it from I can buy it from uh, the Xbox Store digitally, digitally, or or I can go to Steam and get it ten dollars cheaper 
Yeah. 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 They Xbox would probably one. try to limit it to like. Yeah, I mean, maybe it would just be official Windows apps or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I know. It would be like or, Fable Legends. Right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, um, and I also, the only other sort of caveat uh, about that, you can stream Xbox games to your PC, is that they count, you know, surfaces and devices like that as PCs. Yeah. Like, they and lump the them into that PCs. category. So, um, you know, those are devices that, sure, it's very silly that if you have some badass gaming PC, like, no, it makes absolutely no sense to yep. stream Xbox One games to it. But if you have a PC tablet or something like that, then suddenly this becomes more cool and it's something more akin to, you know, the work that Sony's been doing in uh, screen mirroring. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What's, the, although, what's although, a use case example? Like, why, why would you stream it to your tablet? Well, it's, it's the exact same thing as you see with, with the Wii U gamepad, as you see with, uh, you know, uh, in-home streaming for, for PlayStation to, to Vita. Uh, you know, say somebody wants to watch TV and you, uh, yeah. and you want to play a game at the same sure. time. Uh, that's just a second, a second way to access your Xbox One. Um, and, and play games if the TV is being used. Um, or say you want to play lying in bed. Like, fine. I actually use my gamepad. That's one of the things that surprised me. I never expected to use the Wii U gamepad, at the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I use it all the time, actually. Almost yeah, as much as I watch you play games on the television. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing, though. The Wii U gamepad is a different streaming technology than, than mm-hmm. any of the other ones because yeah, that is a direct connection between the Wii U and the gamepad. Yeah, it's proprietary. Which, like, yeah, which, which makes it much smoother. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot less latency. Yeah. Um, even, even, like, with Steam's in-home streaming, you know, I've, I've messed with that a little bit. That currently requires you to stream from one PC to another, which is kind of the same situation. Um, but, like, the, the latency is such that... Professor latency. Yes. I've got it! <laughs> That's really good. Professor latency. <laughs> Uh, but the latency is, is, is enough that uh, I wouldn't want to play, you wouldn't want to play like yeah. Street Fighter, you wouldn't want to play a platformer, you wouldn't want to play like Super Meat Boy on that, you wouldn't want to play Nidhogg, you wouldn't want to play Call of Duty competitively. You know, maybe you can get away with single player. Oh, man, that Space Chem. I'd play that. <laughs> yep. Some other weird puzzle game. I mean, like some, something like Dragon Age, though, works fine. Sure. Something like XCOM works great. Um, like I've, I've been playing with the, uh, the NVIDIA Shield uh, handheld. I, I was playing some Dragon Age and XCOM on that, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, but it still has hiccups once in a while, uh, whereas the Wii U uh, gamepad is, is really smooth because it's a direct connection. It's not going through your router. Mm-hmm. It's not introducing a bunch of lag, but you have to be within 20 feet of your Wii U. An underrated piece of technology. You do not have more than 20 feet in the life I own in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We don't think about Nintendo as like a technology company, but the Wii U does some interesting stuff. Like they solve problems that like no one else has really been able to figure <coughs> out yet. Yep. So this brings the Xbox One like up to parity with the other. So they all have they all have like a, an ability to stream to a, a, <laughs> some a, form an of alternative yeah. screen now. Yeah. I wonder how much the that uh, functionality ends up being used. I guess you say use yeah. it on Wii, Wii, Wii U a lot. Yeah, but only the Wii U. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be less than, than either of the other two because, I mean, you have to have a fully functioning PC, a, a laptop, something like that, mm. whereas the others, uh, you know, can, you can stream to uh, either an included uh, gamepad yeah, or, or, the Vita. or a yeah. Vita, which is 200 bucks. Fully armed and operational right. PC. I mean, what, what, they, what they would be great if they would do is, is let you stream it to, uh, you know, stream it to a, a hand, like a, a tablet. Yeah. Like just a, a, an iPad. I thought that was the idea, though. You can't stream it to an iPad. You can stream it to like a no, window. Of Windows. Surface. You can stream it to a Surface. It I don't has can, Windows 10. Right. I don't know if you can stream it. I don't know if it works on Windows RT or whatever the equivalent equivalent for that will be. I assume they, it's, they well, I assume it's only like Windows 10. You know, yeah. like. But uh, but I mean, you, like they had like the cheaper surfaces that ran yeah. Windows RT. That isn't. It was <laughs> yeah. on ARM instead of Intel uh, or AMD. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know if it'll work on that, and nobody owns those anyway. What if you could stream it to any actual window in your house? That'd be good. <laughs> yeah, like a kitchen window or a, mm-hmm. a bathroom window. What other windows are there? 
there's a living room window. <laughs> okay. My door has a window in it. I mean, conceivably, like, I, I guess uh, the, the PlayStation streaming lets you stream from outside your house. Like, you could... you could. Yeah, in theory, you could bring your Vita uh, across the country and stream from your house. Over Wi-Fi, yeah. That's yeah. actually but, what the movie uh, Theory of Everything is about. That is. <laughs> but, well, yeah. How do you see this movie now? <laughs> yeah. So conceivably, I think, I think they said this only works on a local network, but conceivably they could open it up to allow you to do that. But again, the experience is going to be worse the further away you get just because of latency. Yep. yep. Because latency. <laughs> because latency. There's a lot of latency. Yeah. Um, all right, let's check in with the listeners. Hey, hey listeners. listeners. The listener emails are on my desk. So <laughs> if you guys will just wait one moment, <laughs> I will be right back. All right. Let's check in with the listeners. Yeah. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at igen.com, just like Miguel did. He says, long time, first time. Ooh, ooh. I recently started playing the Assassin's Creed games. Uh-huh. I know, pretty late to the party. It's been a franchise that I've typically been ignoring just because it never caught my interest. Finally gave it a shot after years of my friend recommending it. I was completely blindsided by the Desmond Miles story and the whole Abstergo <laughs> and Animus situation he's in. I had no idea that any of this was happening Miguel's in the game. Miguel's the last one! <laughs> it was a pleasant surprise that made the plot of the story more interesting. That's amazing. Wow. Uh, am I in the minority here, thinking that the Miles and Abstergo situation makes the game more interesting, and that's why most marketing efforts and news stories don't mention that side plot? On that same note, do you have any gaming experiences where you were surprised? Anyway, I'll tell you. I just love the idea of somebody yeah. Yeah. today playing Assassin's Creed. Miguel, there's having this movie no idea. you need to check out. It's called The Sixth Sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna blow your mind. Yeah. Um, that's. Uh, so I'm curious. How like has Miguel only played one? Because there's a reason people uh, soured so, on the... Yeah, sorry, I, I skipped yeah. him. He says, uh, I'm now on to Assassin's Creed 2. Oh. Yeah. It seems like a pretty big part of the overarching story. <laughs> <It> is. <laughs> uh, Miguel, prepare yeah. to be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was a big fan of the... I'm still just really shocked. Yeah, that it's know. awesome. Uh, I was a big fan of the original... Uh, the, the sort of meta-narrative in the original Assassin's Creed. I thought that was interesting. The originals was awesome. Yeah, yeah. but then I think it definitely spiraled out of control. And by the time... Uh, Sort of two Brotherhood and Revelations came around. I just wanted to go around, like run around the cool cities and stab people. Yep. There just um, wasn't enough to do in that. Era. There wasn't enough to do, and they definitely kind of suffered from like Lost Syndrome, where it posed a lot of questions and didn't know how to answer them. And the reason you don't hear about it now is because it doesn't exist anymore. It's also like it got really bogged down with it. Like, yeah. I feel like, I mean, I don't know what Ubisoft had going on, but the sense that I got was that they felt like they couldn't escape from it anymore. Like, <laughs> There's just so much. I forgot all this stuff happened. It's all the weirdest. It's Creed 2. Yeah. I, I made this video with uh, Congrats. Yeah. You did so good. That's Rodrigo <laughs> Borgia. Also known as the Pope. Yep. Um, yeah. But to answer Miguel's question, uh, I th yeah, I think typically most people uh, aren't super crazy about it. Like, I always thought just the idea of playing an assassin in historical times was like, enough. Right. That's all to I need to do. Yeah, That's what's assassin. crazy. Is like, it's so unnecessary. Even though it's totally fine in Assassin's Creed 1 and interesting, like, no one ever has given me a convincing answer for why. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, what purpose does it serve? Yeah, I mean, like, initially, like, I, I was convinced they were, they were going to, like, eventually have, like, Desmond become, like, a modern-day assassin. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah. It's like, that would have been cool. No, they didn't do that. Yeah. They did not do that. So, like, the idea of you can still keep uh, you know, sort of the fake history of Templars and assassins and, uh, you know, these superhuman items and the pieces of Eden, all of that can exist without the modern day stuff. 
Because all you would need to do, like, keep every game the same, but then say, all right, now, you know, it's a new chapter in the Templars versus Assassins battle. Like, all that would have been awesome. You know, there's no need for the framing device. Mm -hmm. And now, yeah, they've sort of been minimizing it. Every single game has had a little bit less than the one before it for three or four games in a row. Yeah. And, like, they, they eventually just kind of sever the tie with Desmond, and it's like, now anybody can go into anybody's memory. I mean, so. Unity is by far the thinnest that, that oh, yeah, the yeah. Pre modern day Yeah, Black Flag, been. Rain to Back, and then Unity is definitely uh, the thinnest. I haven't played Rogue yet, so I don't know. Yeah, Rogue, Rogue, Rogue is just like Black Flag. Yeah. You're, you're walking around with the same PDA. Gotcha. Uh, his other question is, on the same note, do you have any gaming experiences where you were surprised by the way the story was actually unfolding that added to the enjoyment of the game? Like any big twists? Bioshock? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there, and there were certain what, things... Was the original? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that, that one was, was, like, for me, like, the all-time best game twist. Like, yeah. that, that, was, that was an Should amazing... feature on best game twist. Yeah, I like that. Just yeah. ruin everybody. Yeah. Ruin Miguel's day. Just yeah. have it, but have it be just, like, curved thing, like curved weapons. Like, oh, the old, the old twisty <laughs> spring from Mario. Now I'm thinking, though, uh, I think of, like, Assassin's Creed trailers. The yeah. trailers usually are solely focused on the historical aspects, right? Yep. They don't ever show the modern day times. Yep. So I guess I can understand why he never... So I remember, I actually have a vivid memory. Before Assassin's Creed 1 came out, the, like, the E3 it was revealed in, uh, you can see, like, some artifacts in the background mm -hmm. of that trailer and, like, yeah. DNA strands and stuff like that, and people are already like, is this game going to have, like a, like, a weird futuristic element? Like, is yeah. it going to turn out? And so, I mean, they were hiding it. They were at least coy about it back then. But yeah, even but from moment one... Like, there were already some elements but Especially, of that like, Unity place. and Black Flag were presented as games about the French Revolution and piracy. Yep. That was, yeah. that was what they were presented as. Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, playing through the beginning of The Last of Us before anyone had spoiled that for me. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a really cool opening that I did mm -hmm. not expect. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I mean, there are certain games where <clears throat> if something's narrative-focused, I definitely want to try to get in as early as possible so that yeah. no one's going to spoil anything for me. All right, I think we've got time for one or two more emails here. Yeah. This is George Brazil. Hey. Brazil. Is he related to Darren? My question is inspired by my love of Shinmu 1 and 2. I like them too, except for 2. It was not good. <laughs> I am well aware that Shinmu 3 will never see the light of day. Ooh. I will probably never find out how the story ends. A great frustration for a longtime fan. My question is, at what point should a game developer just release the story details of an unfinished game series to give their fans closure? Seems like a cheap disservice to Sega's fans by not releasing the details in some form, as they clearly have no intentions of releasing it as a game. Imagine the outrage if J.K. Rowling or George R.R. R. Martin just didn't bother to finish their book series. <laughs> well, or imagine if Valve just didn't bother to finish the Hatlux. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, so that's a super cool idea that assumes that they know, that they have it all plotted out. Like, sometimes yeah. you find it through the process of making it. Sure. Like, and it can change over time. So it's like, in Valve's case, like, I don't know how much they know about what Half-Life 3 is going to be or would have been or how much that's changed from 10 years ago to now. Um, you know, so, so that's, that's one thing to consider. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I guarantee you Valve has, has you know, built and rebuilt Half-Life 3 like four mm -hmm. times Probably, by yeah. now. Yeah. But as far as Shinmu goes, who knows how much of a Shinmu 3 existed. And who's even the keeper of that? Like, uh, Yu Suzuki? Yeah, so that's what I was going to say, but he's not at Sega anymore, right? So, no, but I mean, no one's... Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I imagine that there was an original design doc. Like, yeah. I feel like if you have this idea for an overarching story in mind, you probably wrote down the general beats. Um, yeah, I like this term "general beats." I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a game about uh, soldiers rhythm game. who are into yeah. <laughs> general beats. So he'll be, be in my like he'll be in like his fatigues yeah. and have like yeah. some headphones around his shoulder. Yeah, but uh, 
Yeah, I'm sure that exists somewhere. It would be cool, too. That, this whole time I've been thinking, in some, I don't think it was a game, but in some medium, this happened. Something got canceled. Hey, you see stuff like this all the time. I was gonna, that's what I was going to bring up, is television shows get canceled and they continue in comics. Joss yeah. Whedon has sure. always done yeah, that yeah. with yeah. a lot of his stuff. Yeah. You know? um, so there are, you know, they usually, we're getting better and better about franchises being cross-medium and, uh, yeah. you know, in this new media landscape yeah. that we live in. Um, you imagine if there had been no Halo 3? Things don't <laughs> things don't really end anymore ever. Yeah. Like if it's got like a loyal enough fan base, even if it's small, like it does continue. Sure. Um, but Shenmue didn't. <laughs> things don't end. <laughs> Asterisks except for Shenmue. This, except this for guy Shenmue. this guy was not a loyal enough fan, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. it's all he needed to clone himself. It's all George's fault. Um, <laughs> do you think Yu Suzuki would like? Is he is he the owner of Shenmue? I mean, like no, I imagine Sega still. Yeah, Sega. Technically, I just wonder it. like. If he had a story, if he had an idea of how to end it, if he yeah. could just like release it. As I like mean, I a, guess it's kind of like. What my question is that if he did, not to get too morbid, but you know, as people get older, maybe yeah. like before he passed away, sure. he would want to like share. Like I don't yeah, know. I don't sure. know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it probably depends on you know what what their legal agreements he signed when he left the company. Like yeah. I'm, I'm sure all that stuff is still the intellectual property. So of I'm on my deathbed. I don't care about legal agreements anymore. Yeah, true. true. I'm giving all the all the scoops, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still uh, that's still just it's interesting, you know, from a fan's perspective to be like, oh, this is what it could have been. Yeah. But um, like George Lucas had a vision for Star Wars Seven that's different than Disney's vision. We just ran that news on IGN, so it's like which one's the true? Like Disney's is the one that's going to exist, but he's the guy that created, you know, that created Star Wars to begin with. So I don't know what's yeah, more valid. Like, he pretty much burned that bridge <laughs> <laughs> three times. So over. let's say. You know, Suzuki says, all right, here's what Shenmue 3 was going to be, and then Sega someday does make Shenmue 3, and that's the real one, and then his sort of becomes the fake one. Even I though that just was just the intention. there's an alternate timeline. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you look at what happened with Fallout. There was going to be a Fallout 3. That's a good example. That uh, it was it was uh, the Van Buren project that, yep. that, uh, that uh, yeah, <laughs> Interplay was working on. Yeah, that's or, a totally good example Black of what I'm talking about. Um, and that that was canned, and then, there, then Bethesda made a Fallout 3, but uh, I think... I, I guess they did eventually put out like, oh, here's here's uh, they put out like a tech demo of what it was, mm -hmm. and they put out some of, some of the uh, was it more of like a top-down like, strategy? Yeah, game? it was. Yeah, oh, it was. Interesting. It was I the, didn't know that. Yeah, it was much more like Fallout One and Two yeah. turn-based. Oh, interesting. Uh, although I think they had real-time combat in there, which is always a terrible idea. RTC. Anyway. Yeah. RTC. <laughs> um, yeah, that we got to see two alternate paths of what Fallout Three was. I like that. Kind of yeah. All right. Before we go this week, what are we playing this weekend? Ooh. My big Friday night plan is to play. Resident Evil. Oh, spooky. Resident Evil. That game's so good. Did you play Remake back in the day? Yeah. Okay. But it's, so I haven't played it since 2002. It's a long time. And I loved it. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully hopefully it holds up well. It does. Remake, I should, I should go play that. Favorite games. It's just Resident Evil Remake's one of my favorite games. Yeah, even so, though I don't like so spookies. I, I don't like spookies, but I love Metroidvanias, so it's like, well... I, I never actually played through the whole thing. I played through chunks of it at friends' houses because I yeah. never, had, never had a PlayStation. But... Um, or, or GameCube or, or whatever, yeah. yeah. It was on uh, seven kinds. You never had a Saturn. No. Never had a Wii. <laughs> never had a DS. Nope, nope. You know, now, you got like, now you got like five things you can play. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, yeah. I've got I've got three different consoles to yeah. play that game right now. Three, uh, two two consoles and a PC. Personal with that, Peter. Um, so, but I, I'm I'm going back to the XCOM. Well, I've, Justin Ooh. Justin's been watching me on Steam playing. How XCOM. many hours of XCOM have you played? Steam says over four hundred. But some of that is, some of that is. Is the uh, Earth even four hundred hours old? <laughs> some of that is like, not. yeah. 
<laughs> so I am a habitual alt tabber, yeah. so I'll, I'll yeah. go do something else for a little while, and that keeps Scientists counting up. Scientists are unsure. But uh, but I got That's I got the one the, that came out a couple years ago. Yeah, well, this is this is uh, XCOM Enemy Within, which is the expansion to XCOM mm. Enemy Unknown. But I've also got the Long War mod attached to it, which is mm. uh, which makes it a pretty crazy deep, even br- kind of brutally. Yeah. Oh, it's re- yeah, it's real hard. Um, yeah, and, and there's the difficulty ramps up way faster. Uh, I'm playing a bunch of random stuff right now. I realized, so I sorted out, I have my Steam games in one big library, and I said, let's sort these into, you know, games I've beaten, games I've played, and I had 500 games in my unplayed category, and I'm like, nah, this is not, I gotta put a stop to this. So I'm just trying out a bunch of different random stuff. So I'm playing Quantum Conundrum, and uh, Outland was Housemark's really cool sort of uh, 2D platformer that was Ikaruga-inspired. Dust and Elysian Tale. Yeah, that feels great. Um, Not, Not so much on PC, though that one's a little bit janky on PC. Oh, I haven't had any trouble with it. I think when it came out, it was in a lot of trouble. Um, yeah, maybe my I haven't experienced that. Um, like Call of War has Gunslinger, like really yeah, sort of really just like games that I know are like relatively short, and uh, you know if I don't like them, I put them down. But I have gotten through several of them, um, so I want to get that 500 number down. To, down to zero. It's yeah. like this year's. It's like zero inbox. Yeah. I thought about doing. A, I thought about doing a show where I just picked a new Steam game each day and just played it for a while. Problem is that that number just grows faster than you can you can shrink it. Yeah, I bought a couple of indie bundles and now I'm at I'm at like five twenty. Like, wow, <laughs> you're nice. That's a scary death. What's more, you gonna play? Uh, like you, I'm playing a couple uh, a couple old games that are new again. Uh, I'm playing Majora's Mask for 3ds oh, yeah. for review. Yeah, are uh, you enjoying that by the way? I am. Yeah, that's. That I mean, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big Majora's Mask fan, yeah. so. Uh, uh, not too far into it, but yeah, definitely still enjoying it. And uh, Grim Fandango mm-hmm. on PS4. That one's is, out now, right? No. Uh, no, it comes out on Tuesday? Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I missed that one, so I'm super excited. Yeah. We yeah. brought it up on GameScoop before that, insanely, that's a game you couldn't buy anywhere. Not on good old games. Yep. There was no like legal way to play it. Yeah, so. yeah it's, it's actually been a hole in my my uh, you know experience as well. Like I, I was never a big adventure gamer. I kind of yeah. came to it late. My wife has played that, and I haven't played it yet. Yeah. It's like such a foreign concept. Like, like obviously there's Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition now, but before that existed, oh, this is a game that's 20 years old. I want to play it. Like, it doesn't even cross your mind that there's not a way to give someone money and exchange yeah. that for the game you want to play. But Grim Fandango is one of those weird games. Fun fact: 25 percent of this panel thinks it's the greatest game of all time. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> or my favorite, not the greatest. That's um, Ken Griffey Jr.'s Major League Baseball. Yeah, yeah, obviously, <laughs> obviously. All right, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Marty. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.